We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Good morning, friends. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm the editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. Thank you for joining me this Friday morning March 25th, the Mavericks play the Minnesota Timberwolves a little later tonight, but we will circle back on that in a few minutes. Uh, I wanted to point you to the direction of a, a story that we didn't really want to write because everyone in the world has hoped that Maxie would would find a way out of his really frustrating offense. But finally, Matt Phillips uh, published a piece today on, on MavsMoneyBall.com just getting into the depths of how bad Maxie's been offensively. Um, mainly because if, if the Mavericks are going to win a playoff series as a, um, you know, as a lower seed, then they're going to have to get some contribution from Maxi. He can't be scoring four points a game, which is what he's been doing since the all-star break. He's shooting just under 15% from three. He is shooting 26% overall. It's very, very bad. Istok Franco, you know, published a chart that showed that this is really Maxi's worst uh, shooting slump since his rookie year, which shouldn't really be a surprise. I don't remember anything quite like this. He's so good on defense, and it's just very important that the Mavericks figure out a, a way to get him going. Um, the next piece that I, I, I enjoyed was uh, an aggregation from Dalton Trigg over at uh, – um, Sports Illustrated Dallas dot um, com, you know what, whatever they call their site these days. Formerly DallasBasketball.com. That's what I've known it as for years. Um, Fox Sports's Nick Wright went on television on Thursday and talked about how he thinks the Mavericks are going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. And I quote: "Right now, I'm telling you, I don't think the Sun- Phoenix makes it out of the first or makes it out of round two." Because I think the team they play in round two is the team that's going to the finals. I think this is the Dallas Mavericks year not to win the title, but to get to the finals. 
that's just kind of a crazy pants take to me because the the Suns number not only not only are they demolishing everyone, they beat the, the they beat the Mavericks just repeatedly. I don't remember the last time the Mavericks beat the Suns is how bad it is. Um, it's one of those things that that I I don't understand looking at what's going on in the NBA world and thinking that the Suns are 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 um, would lose to the Mavericks. I mean, I don't want to be a pessimist or anything like that. It's just sort of the the nature of um, you know, when you play it in the NBA and against a team like quite like the Suns, they're just amazing. Past those two stories, there really hasn't been anything Mavericks related over the past 36 hours. Um, it's just that sort of point in the season. There's nine games left for the Mavericks to play, and we've seen a lot of things, and it's mainly about keeping keeping everybody healthy at this point, which really is a, a healthy time to pivot and once again look at the standings because after uh, Thursday night's line, uh, uh, games, I think things are pretty well sorted out barring like some you know kind of cataclysmic losing streaks um the phoenix suns just demolished they ended up really holding off denver uh, it was a 140 130 game pretty pretty amazing um and and that sort of if if you take a look at the at the standings that ends up locking, you know, the, the Mavericks are now two and a half games up on the Nuggets. They are, uh, after after Minnesota losing um, on Wednesday night to also to the Suns, the Minnesota is now three and a half games back. Uh, so it's, there's, there's some kind of questions there in the 6-7. But with the Suns winning their 60th game, Memphis just destroyed the Pacers. They're they're kind of locked in. Um, they're locked into the playoffs for sure. But now they're they're three games up on the Warriors for the two seed. Um, and it looks like unless the Warriors were to have things really go sideways for them, the neither the Mavericks nor the Jazz would be able to close a three game gap in just nine games to play unless something really like I mentioned, like something really bad was going to happen. Um, so at this point, what we're really looking at in the first round for the Mavericks is almost entirely likely to be a Utah Jazz. Dallas Mavericks 4-5 matchup. It's a question of who is the the home team. Um, the Mavericks have a, a lighter schedule down the stretch, so to speak, but they have to get past the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight, and then they have to play the Jazz on Sunday. So it's it's just not an easy road to hoe. Um, the, the Jazz are... They got beat so bad by the by the Celtics the other night that the kind of ugly quotes that have been coming out of Utah all, se- all season um, after losses, you know, rang their reared their heads again. It was it was sort of um, I don't know. It's just odd to see because the Jazz I think are capable of being a really good team. They've just they've they've run into buzz saws at the wrong time. They've had things go poorly at the wrong time, and and it's it's just looking like that that if if things are going to continue on this course, the the Jazz aren't going to be a very different team next year, and the Dallas Mavericks might have a a key part to to play in that if they you know, most likely play one another in the playoffs. It would be really something to to see the Mavericks you know end up end up breaking up the Jazz. Um, the, you know, and now we're kind of looking ahead at, at tonight's game against, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Mavericks sat, uh, uh, you know, Luka Doncic the other night against the Rockets. He should be healthy and good to go. And I'm really looking forward to this game because these teams have sort of traded, like, I think the home team has won all three contests so far this year. And 
I'd really love to see Luca go into Minnesota and just sort of put the, you know, lock the Wolves down into that seventh spot and get that win over Patrick Beverly, who's probably going to be goading them into something. Um, it's really, it, 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 I just, I loved that game the other night in hindsight. It was really like tense at the moment. Um, but as a result of that game, I then um, got a friend of mine who I've known for the better part of a decade, Maggie, who is a diehard Minnesota sports fan, reached out and said she wanted to talk Wolves with me. So if you're still interested and want to keep listening, um, when I close off here in about a minute or two, you will be able to listen to an interview between Maggie and I. We talk about, you know, how the Wolves are doing and, you know, what she loves about the team. And we kind of go all over the place because it's, a, you know, really a conversation between friends. But, you know, I, I that's what we, these conversations are with Josh and a lot of things. And, and I thought it was fun. And I just wanted to add it on here just to give you a little bit more Mavs content. Like I said at the top of the show, there's not a ton of Mavs-related things today. So I'm glad I went ahead and recorded this. But if you're not interested, I do understand. Thank you for giving uh, me part of your day. And if you'll wait just a few seconds here, there will be an interview uh, with uh, um, my friend Maggie. Uh, So thanks for joining today. And you will hear from Josh and I after the game tonight. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of Kirk Your Enthusiasm. Today I'm joined by my friend, a hardcore Wolves fan, and someone who I have known via the internet for a better part of a decade. My friend Maggie. Hi, Maggie. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. How are you? Thank I you am... for uh, deciding to put up with any sort of nonsense that will come to us very soon <laughs> well we probably should have done this before the first game but it you know yeah, time just gets away and the mavericks so so for full disclosure this podcast should go up friday morning um and then you know the mavericks are, are uh, wolves just played on monday night and we're talking here on tuesday night i think that's yeah. that's today right yeah i don't know i think it's kind of perfect though like we have a feel of what happened last night do we? That was a weird game. It was very weird. Okay. Like, like, cause I'll just like, like, now let me come at it from my non Mavs fan point of view thing. You had can't Wolves, do that. Well, had the Wolves just hit a layup, <laughs> like had Anthony uh, Edwards <laughs> hit one of three layups where there's just like, he's running at the rim and he's like, Oh, I'm going to dunk it. No, I'm going to, and then it just rotates around and then it comes out. Like there were some, so many bizarre okay. things that happened last night. Am I concerned that, like, Anthony's knees are still very sensitive? Yes. So that's a concern of, like, how he's playing and, like, how he's attacking? He was a little tentative. So that makes me a little worried. I'm trying not to be worried and hoping that he's just being reserved. Sure. Because he knows and understands his body. And not that he's trying to play through a bunch of pain. Yeah, which is never great. So, no. so let's back up a bit. Walk me through. So I'm looking at like the Mavs rec- or the, the Wolves record, and they basically played 500 basketball until like mid-January. And since then have played really, really well. Yes. What's, what's going on over this stretch? <laughs> uh, we figured out how to play basketball? Question mark. <laughs> I mean, no, nine we, and one the last night over your last 10 games it, it's been a very interesting stretch like looking at like so i did a comeback of like the past 25 games and this was maybe a week and a half ago and so they were 
What the fuck were they? Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, it was like nine. Like they had lost only nine games in the last 25. Oh, that so looks like right. How, yeah. But like how they went on their stretches is they would win some and then lose two in a row. Mm-hmm. And then win some and then lose two in a row. Well, I'm looking at the losses, like the the early, like the the late January losses, and even in early January, like they lost to New Orleans and Memphis. That's okay. Like those are two feisty teams. Then they lose to Golden State and Phoenix. Like that's a pain in the butt back to back. Yeah. Though I, I will losing to the Kings is is sometimes un, it happens to the best of us. But that that was a brutal <laughs> loss. But like past this, the rest of these losses are against good teams. Like, you're not, like, the Wolves don't seem to have lost. Uh, they lost to Orlando uh, about two weeks ago. But that was, like, that's probably the last one since before All-Star break where you look at it and you're like, oh, okay. Because, I mean, they've won a ton of games coming out of All-Star break. Yes, because, obviously, it was the last time that you saw them this much over 500. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it was 2018, but that was also a super weird year. That also, 2018 feels like more than five years. Like, 2018 yeah. might as well just have been another life. A decade ago, it yeah. might have as well been, like, 2004 when the last time we were actually relevant. Who knows? Sure. Well, so let me let me ask you about the, your coach. Because your coach is one of these guys who, when he got hired, like, some players were kind of iffy about him publicly. But since then, he seemed to have silenced everyone. What makes him such an effective coach? Uh, his, he is a very like honest forthcoming coach. And I think that like how he is in the media very much like filters into who he is with his players. Like he creates an environment that is very open and honest. And I mean, he's very much like, he has a lot to do with, um, like who they are as a team. Obviously your favorite player, Patrick Beverly has a lot to do with who they are as a team, but he's fun. He makes games fun. <laughs> are you saying that just to be nice to me? No, because I mean, I like we sort of wanted him as a Maverick back in 2019, and then it just wasn't. He was never interested because he wanted to go to the Clippers. But like having a guy who can get everybody up and running and playing a little bit harder. Because I mean, let's be honest. Like these guys all come. Like there's too many games in the year, and a lot of them just approach it kind of business like. And you need somebody to be the lunatic every now and again. And like last night, like he really served as the the um, impetus for both teams playing harder because he, he pissed still Luke off. as a lunatic though. Like how he moves and what he does is insane. You know, like it makes people so angry. Like I saw someone tweet, like, "Why is the ref letting him slap someone's ass?" And it's <laughs> he wrote like that was the most emphatic other team <laughs> ass slapping. I have ever seen. <laughs> it's so like, funny though. Like, good game, buddy. <laughs> right. And then after the game, like they both hug it out because they both are they both are uh Bill Duffy is both of their agents. So like I think they must have known each other for a while. But like yeah. it's just so peculiar. But I, I personally like I really like like the, the vibe of the wolves is very much of a team that doesn't have anything to lose. Do you really like the vibe of the team? I do. Like, I don't. Like I wouldn't so- want to play. I wouldn't want to play the Wolves in a seven-game playoff series right yeah. now. Um, so many people are so angry at like how they're acting and what's happening on the team, but 
you know, like so often people are like, well, act like you've been there the, before. And it's like, have we? Right. right. What's the fun of that? <laughs> How the fuck are we supposed to act? Like, in, and also, like, when we're bad, people shit on us. When we're good, people shit on us. So it's like, what the fuck ever? Let's, let's cause a ruckus and let's get rowdy and have fun. I don't know. So what's is is there anything different about towns because towns has been with you guys for a while and obviously the last three weeks he's been nothing short of incredible but what's kind of different about him year over year do you think because i mean this might be his best year yet yes um i don't it's so very interesting like i've often said that with carl like he has everything he needs to be a very good player but it doesn't seem that he wants to be the player like is the number one. Mm-hmm. Like he's never had to be the number one. Like he played at Kentucky. He didn't have yeah. to be the number one there. And so like coming out and being the number one draft pick, I don't know. Like <laughs> also having a lot of talks about Andrew Wiggins and like where he is now. Sure. <laughs> well, if 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 Towns doesn't wanna be Maybe, you know, if he's comfortable being like a 1B, does that mean in it, like Anthony Edwards is eventually going to be like this team's the guy? Yeah, like also, it's I'm, going to be his team? Yes. Yes. Also, I'm looking I at I his. I don't know where that falls, though, with like, because you have D'Lo, who's like a strong player. Like you have Pat Bev, who's obviously a strong player, strong personality. Like whose team does it fall to be? Like, are they just at a place where everything is what it is like mm-hmm. they understand ant in his dynamic and like how explosive he is and like a fan favorite that he is like i don't know well, i mean anthony edwards yeah. and I, I just want to talk about him for a minute other than than town we'll talk like, about him forever well so first of all <laughs> this is what espn has him listed as and i think you're gonna laugh out loud they say he is six foot four and two hundred and twenty-five pounds. There is no way. That guy is enormous. He is a very, very like chiseled, beefy young man. Like it's insane. He's the same height he... as Luca. I, I, I noticed that last night. Luca's a solid six seven. Okay. Anthony Edwards won't be twenty-one until August. Like he is twenty years old. Mm-hmm. That that man has fucking arms for days. I just don't know. I. He is well, a I'm gonna advise any of our. I'm gonna advise any of my listeners who don't know about Anthony Edwards <laughs> to go start doing like a Google deep dive on him because he's probably the most incredible athlete to come into the league. Like just pure athleticism. This guy could have picked any sport and probably gone professional in it. Yeah. Like he is a, he, he, if I remember correctly, he played football all yep. his life until he wanted, until someone was like, Hey, you should play basketball. <laughs> it, it, like, sure. It's just him to be like, you're going to tell me I can't do something or I just need to figure this out. Okay. I'm just going to master it. Like, okay. Well, so what's different from year one to year two with him then? I don't know. Cause like, seriously, like, his confidence has always been there. Um, so I guess maybe is it just comfort? Sure. And, like, where he is in the league and, like, who he's playing with, who he's playing against? Because that man has always had the confidence to just be anywhere and everywhere. Like, and so it, it's just growing. 
Board well, muscles? It, okay. And it takes a little bit of the attention off Towns because if Towns doesn't, you know, it seems like Edwards is willing to be kind of like like the, the front man in terms of the yes. talking and the shit talking, which I'm sure Towns is good at when he's ain't, but he, it just, it doesn't seem to he's come. Yeah, but it's like, it's a little bit, it's like, like shit talking if, if, and you know, being like really like, ah, pro, I'm the best on it. Like, like that doesn't, Dirk was a little like this where it's just it, like, it doesn't always come where it's, you know, you need that guy, like, like Jason Terry was that way for Dirk of just the guy who was always kind of chirping, even if Towns might be the better basketball player. The fact that those two really like work so well together. I, I, I hope you guys get to watch them for, for together for a really long time. I hope so too. I mean, I'd like to think we're in a good place money-wise. Obviously, Vanderbilt, like he's, what, $4 million, and so mm-hmm. that's going to go up a lot. So things might shake a little bit different, but... Well, this yeah. is a really this is a really fun team, because, like, Jared Vanderbilt, who you just mentioned, is You know that important. this is recording, right? Yeah. And that you said that. <laughs> No, I mean, I, like, I, I, like, Jared Vanderbilt was like really annoying. Like, like he was really annoying Luca last night. A very key part of of what was going on with with the Wolves defense. And you know, I'm kind of like, I looked through through the Wolves roster, and this is kind of hard for Mavs fans to understand because our team has never taken the draft seriously. There's so many guys of varying skill set, like like of just like lengthy dudes who are between six four and six nine. Like the one guy who didn't play last night, and I'm curious, I wonder if he'll play on Friday, is Jaden McDaniels, who's just like another I mean, he's a skilled, like just yes. he's six nine and he's like, oh my God, it's like he, another dude. He's who very gumby. Like he is just <laughs> like he is all arms and legs. He is a Corey Brewer with more, ten more pounds. But, like, he is obviously very talented and so very excited for him to grow and, like, how he's growing this season. So, Right. But seriously, no. like, looking at his ankles, <laughs> y'all got Corey Brewer. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, it's, it's skinny players. Like, when you, when you get a guy like Ant who's built like a brick wall and then you see him next to someone like Jaden McDaniels, who he is shorter than, but also probably outweighs by like 50 pounds. It's just like, there's such a variety of body types, in the NBA. And it's always like funny to watch these different dudes match up. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but like, is there anyone else that, that, that the Mavericks, you know, might not have seen that you particularly like watching this year that are on the wolves? Um, so uh, pause before that is that I actually thought that we could just talk about Patrick Beverly for 45 minutes. Sure. You would. <laughs> Patrick Beverly's giving me a lot of content. Like, like he, 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 I don't know if you, if I, my wife shared that story with you, but like he, like in the first playoff series, Lucas scored 10 points on him in 61 seconds and he never and that was played the again. Clippers one, right? Yeah. It was the first one. And then he never yes. played again. It was great. Really? So, mm-hmm. He, he had an injury. <laughs> I think Luca hurt his pride. Oh, stop. <sighs> But that was two years ago. That was two years ago. That was in the bubbles. Different time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, like, so with Patrick Beverly, I I don't know. Like, I know you know this. Like, I like to puffy paint t-shirts. Some of your listeners probably don't know that. <laughs> right. It's okay. But so much, like, I would love to make him a t-shirt that literally reads just like, you would love me if I was on your team and just have him wear it everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. 
No, I think that's accurate. Like it's different than the um the Morris brothers. Like, did you see that quote floating around from the from from the the Clippers version of the Morris brother today? He basically said, "Oh, not today." You know, it, there was some quote out where he's just talking shit, saying, "If we hadn't have been in the bubble, we would have sent their asses home." And X number of games talking about the Nuggets when the Nuggets came back down three one to yeah. defeat them, and it's like. Why are you talking? Like the Morris Brothers talking is not fun. Like you like wrestling a lot, right? I and, do. And Patrick Beverly gives me such strong, like he would be an amazing oh, yeah. guy on the stick, just talking shit. Yes. It's, he's so fun. And like that kind of energy, it, it, it's annoying, but it's not harmful. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like, like the stuff that the Morris Brothers do, like I think is like kind of threatening at points and it's like the stuff that patrick beverly does like he clearly likes to compete he likes pissing you off but it, it's like it, but, I, but that's I, what he does yeah like i so what like kevin garnett is patrick beverly's like favorite player and that and tracks and so like <laughs> i would imagine in your mind right now you're seeing patrick beverly play and you're like yes that's kevin garnett mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah. obviously different frame like playing in different parts of the court and like how they attack basketball but like just how he stays at it and barks after people and it's like patrick you're very silly but i love you so much like what you're doing yeah (laughs) i love it i really do it's so very silly but again he's on my team and i understand why like you guys are like no well, I mean, it, it gave some stakes to a game which felt a little like a grind. Um, where it's just, I, I'm kind of to the point in the season, even though it's really lovely to have March basketball that matters. I'm just, I'm tired. And I was ready to go to bed because that game la- on, on, on Monday night had a stupid delay because of rain, which a rain delay in a basketball game. Of course. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it's nice to have these sort of things matter. And so like the Mavericks are resting Luca on Wednesday night against the Rockets specifically because they want to have him up and ready to go on Friday. And like that yeah. sort of like meaningful basketball at this point of the year is, is really delight. Well, let me ask you this. Do you have any sort of expectations for the rest of the season? Because, it, you know, you start out, you're kind of floating around in like the at 10, you know, 8, 9, 10 spot. And now the, the Wolves are right up uh, in like the 6, 7. You know, they have a shot at 5. Like things are yes. wild right now. So obviously if we fall outside of the play-in, that's just an abysmal disaster. Um, I know some people will feel a certain way if we're – somewhere seated in the playing game. Um, but just to be a part of that for me is like, I will take it. Sure. Um, you know, especially like a higher seed and like, if we're playing at home, like that, that goes a long way. Like, um, I don't know if you've know some things about basketball Twitter, but like, or not basketball Twitter, but Wolves Twitter, like D'Lo, he's asking all the fans to stand like bef- like college rules of like <laughs> fans yes that's Until outstanding the basket is made i think it's very silly but i i understand like they want the level of energy in that building to be higher than what so many minnesotans have given them for one so long and two this season so it it's that 
No, funny. asking for fan engagement is nice. Like the fact that, that we so many of these guys um, don't really think of the fans at all. And so I, I, I like that element of it because it's it shows that, that they want that support as opposed to yeah. just doing it for a paycheck. But it, but it's also feeding off that energy mm. and like they obviously know who they are as players and feed off that and they want that atmosphere. I mean, like I said, like Minnesotans can't haven't been able to give it to them all the time. So, but I like we're to a good point of, um, like what tomorrow we're playing Phoenix and like looking for tickets. There's maybe fifty-two tickets available. Nice. So that'll be like, a packed oh, house. Yeah, like so team and versus like and resale, like fifty-two total. Which is obviously one it's Phoenix being the best team in basketball and you know, stuff. So the, like that's interesting too. Yeah. No, it is because it's it's something to build towards. And like the West is such a monstrous place to be where one injury at the wrong time can send you packing or one trade for Russell Westbrook can just send you to the gutter. And <laughs> no, look, guys, nah. we're always, we're always going to make fun of the Lakers. Like, like there's nothing more unifying. But it's crazy because then like we have to talk about LeBron. And, uh, and which we're not going to, which we're I not mean, going to. We can though, because it just amazes me. Like, He's how old and doing it like his body still like his mind will make his body still push to be like, yeah, I'm going to score 37 points. Like what the fuck? Right. No, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm LeBron's age. Yeah. I'm LeBron's <laughs> age. And I ran, I ran two miles today and I, I I'm on top, you know, that's all I'm going to do for the next several days. <laughs> and like he goes out and he's like, I'm going to score 50 points. So it's, it's just, it's, it's really calm and casual and he's just an incredible basketball player, but I don't, I, I'm going to uh, wrap this up here because I think you and I could yammer on forever. Oh, um, it's okay. Well, yeah, like so, I would love to listen to you talk about Luca and then like, well, do you have any also, Mavericks also questions I should answer? Things. What? Do you have any Mavericks questions I should answer? Um, no. Maybe, but I, I think one of my favorite things that makes makes you most angry is like Carl's quote about being the best big shooter. Sure, and like how angry it makes you, and it just delights me to no end. <laughs> <laughs> it it makes me mad online. Very distinct. Okay, Hush, dog. Because Sorry. you do understand that, like he was speaking to him being a center. And well, Dirk played two positions, obviously with more power forward. Like, yes, you do understand that, yes. Well, I mean, he was also being like quite literal in terms of three point shooting because he's like a three percent better three point shooter. I understand. Yes, and like he's literally only talking about three point shooting. It's not like he's like. I really, I really enjoyed him winning. (laughs) I, I, I really enjoyed him winning the uh, the NBA three point contest because. Like there's, there's elements of joy that so many of these guys in the NBA won't lean into now because it's not cool to be happy. Like, fuck that. That guy had a great time. He had a great, like his quotes afterwards. Like I heard on some podcast, the, like the only, like that would have been the one time to ask Carl Anthony Towns a favor is right after he won that because he was just so, he's like leaning into it. I loved it. 
do you really think that players like are unhappy and like not unhappy but they're or is it just like certain players that always have the spotlight on them so like maybe yeah first come to my mind is russell westbrook like i don't think he's unhappy but he can be very grumpus when being Mm. interviewed because obviously he's just like what the fuck are these questions and why are they coming at me again you know I think that there is a, a significant segment of NBA players who don't want to look uncool. And I think just by embracing the fact that he was happy to win a contest, which is, you know, all of this is, is arbitrary. It is a, it's a sports ball contest. So it's like, life is arbitrary. Right. So it's like, like (laughs) being really joyful over something like that in all-star weekend, which half those guys there act like is a bit of a chore. I just, I liked it. That's what I mean. It's like like some, you know, it. it nobody do does the dunk contest act- anymore. That sort of thing. Okay. Do you one? So obviously, like dunk contest is a whole different can of worms. But like, do you think they act like it's a bit of a chore because they would love to have the fucking like week off and just be probably like, yeah. I'm gonna go on an island. I'm gonna do nothing, and it's gonna be fantastic. And then, which I get. Obviously, obviously, with the dunk contest, I think it's more. What is this strain I'm putting on my body? Yeah. And then, like, we're so, like, we're to a point where it's like, eh, I don't want to be creative. Sure. Like, everything's been done. Well, it's it's difficult because for, like, people like you and I, and, like, you watch so much sports, <laughs> Minnesota sports. It's like, so you're you're going to watch it anyways. But for, like, for me, for example, some of the things that I want to work on. Are you see, my dog has never been to the podcast. And he's just over okay. here roughing at me. Um, he it, 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 Great audio. It's really I'm a <laughs> top notch. <laughs> but but as, I, I, as I say on my podcast, I'm like, yeah, if you're listening to me, you're not expecting quality. Um, it, it, it's, I'm here, it's, obviously not. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like for, for, you know. Like I wanted my like I wanted my kid to stay up and watch All Star Weekend. He's little. I opted not to yeah. do it just because he's being a pill. But the fact that you know next year when he's six, closer to seven, I'm going to be able to let him stay up late and watch some of this stuff. I really take like there's the casual stuff where it's like I get I, I just I like it when these guys look like they're having fun doing the job. And sometimes there are elements of it where it it doesn't look like these guys are having very much fun. And that's why like the Carl thing just sticks out in my head because it's like after somebody wins this, the skills challenge or like the Taco Bell dribble around and pass into a hole challenge, like they're not excited <laughs> to win it. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm just here versus he won that thing. And he was just ear to ear. And I, it, that sort of thing sticks with me. I don't know. Maybe it's me being too sentimental. Okay. Well, one, yes, probably just because we're old and that's how we feel about the things that we've seen and what's happened. Uh, two, could you imagine though, Anthony Edwards in the dunk contest and all he asks is someone to stand under the basket and he just posterizes them. Yeah. Like that just the fucking dunk. But who's going to do that? Who's going to be that person for it? <laughs> like look through the wolves roster. Who could it be? <laughs> who's the, who's the player that that's least liked. We're just going to have to go. Okay, I I don't know if it's a there's a player that's least liked, but no, all these guys. Jake Lehman first comes to mind. (laughs) I'm not saying that he's the least liked. I'm just saying that's who we're gonna put out there, and that's who Hans is gonna dunk on. (laughs) Great stuff. 
Well, Maggie, thank you for taking part of your uh, your evening. Um, I will share your Twitter handle in the podcast uh, feed. So if you all of a sudden get like 35 random new followers on Friday morning, that will be why. But you'll, I don't know, they just need to know that I won't talk about the Mavericks. No, you will talk about the Wolves. You will talk about wrestling. And you will talk about men's but... butts and baseball pants. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I, okay, let's be fair here. I talk about butts in baseball pants and like wrestling basketball pants and you know. basketball shorts. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm an equal opportunity buttist. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's great. No, I follow. I followed Maggie uh, on the internet for ten years, and we finally met at a wedding to which was somehow already two and a half years ago. God, that's um, so silly. But yes, Ooh, thank you for. Did we meet the summer before that? Maybe at at summer league. I think at you're right. Yeah, because it was it was the summer league where I saw um, Eric Spalestra and I was wearing my stupid T-shirt that had uh, what's his name making three goggles from when they beat yes. me in the finals. <laughs> like we were eating at a chain restaurant in Vegas. That's what it was. That was a great time. Yeah, yeah. yeah Maggie, oh, you're the best. It was raining when I met you. It was. It was. Will you be good, and we'll talk soon, and maybe we'll do this again if the Mavericks happen to uh, to play the, oh, okay. in the so second round of the playoffs. If we make playoff things and things need to get rowdy, I will one get rowdy, two probably very sassy. So <laughs> you'll have earned it. <laughs> Anybody that makes the second round deserves to just shit talk. But even playoffs, like if you guys, like you guys, you know, you, you, let's say you stay, let's say you like happen to be in the seventh seed, you beat the Lakers or whoever, then you go into the first round and then you punch the, uh, the Grizzlies in the mouth and you go up like two to one. I expect all the trash talk on planet. Okay. We have beat the Grizzlies this season. There could be some chaos happening. And that's the thing. Like we beat really good teams. Like we have, we're just, we're just whatever. I don't get it. No one can explain it. It's fine. I love it. It's Maggie, fine. we'll talk soon. Everybody, <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, and, and check back later tonight for Josh and I. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.